This episode is dedicated to the memory of a colleague and a friend that recently passed away. And that was someone who was well known in the industry here in, in Houston. And he was someone that you love or hated or were frustrated by sometimes. But one thing for sure, it was that Russell Reed always made you laugh. If he was pushing your buttons, it was because he liked you. And the reality was that at all times you knew who he was. He never pretended to be someone he wasn't. He never tried to be your friend for some ulterior motive. So for that, Russell Reed, my friend, you'll be missed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Open Bar Experience. I am your host, David Thackeray. I'm a hospitality professional with two decades of experience in the bar and restaurant industry. My pursuit in this podcast is to have difficult conversations of our industry and of society as a whole. So I recently got together with my friend Nate Fell, and we talked about a lot of the stuff that is going on in society. We normally have these conversations amongst ourselves, uh, amongst each other, and we decided to go ahead and, and make an episode, record it. It's the stuff that is going on in society that we have, we're grappling with, like many of you are. It is the politics and the culture that we're currently having to deal with, whether we want to or not. And some of it and a lot of it has come to us knocking on our doors and and actually intruding into our lives because we decided not to be we, the collective we, you and I and whomever else decided not to get involved in in politics and therefore uh, not having an effect on it. Especially for those of us in the restaurant and bar industry There is that taboo of no politics, no religion uh, to be talked in in a bar, which is a way of of censoring an entire working class population. You know, 12 million people work in in this industry and we constantly have to curtail our opinion. And the thing about that is right now we are the industry most affected by the terrible decisions made early on in this pandemic. So, Nate and I decided to talk about all these things that we're not supposed to. In particular, well, starting off with uh, cancel culture and um, how it's, it's, it's starting to go off into some tangent. Uh, we are also talked about the coming up election um, as well as what it is to be a person of color in in this country for a very long time, even while people thought that things weren't that bad. But think about that measurement. Think about that scale. Not that bad. So there's really bad. There's just barely bad. 
and you're a little bit above that to where it's not that bad. The scale is still about what, how bad is it? And, and so a lot of the conversation is, takes place within that spectrum. Um, and so one of the things that I wanted to point out, I want to do for one of my upcoming episodes is to have the, the counterbalance, the other side of things. I mean, I'm going to start adding more opinions and points of views, really points of views uh, to this conversation because we are very divided and effectively this this Trump administration and, and this entire four years, what has it has done effectively is the the fringe right has riled up the fringe left and they have divided the center. So for all the people that have grew up and, and lived their lives being uh, moderate, right? There's some conservative views that I agree with completely. And they're, you know, friends that I have that I know are conservative who, you know, completely agree with some liberal views. And suddenly you have to pick a side. That is unhealthy because the sides are both extreme. I mean, there's some things going on on the left that I don't necessarily agree with on the far left, right? And those are not the people that are taking over. If for to think that Biden and Harris are are extreme uh, left is stupid, okay? I'm not gonna say ridiculous or you know foolish or anything. No, it's stupid, okay? Because the fact is that there 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 be liberal Republicans if they ran, you know. 20 years ago when, when Bush was running. If Biden-Harris would have run at the, at the 2000 election, <laughs> they would have run as Republicans, liberal Republicans. They would have never been on, on the uh, Democratic ticket. So that said, let's go ahead and uh, get a listen. It's just so easy now. That's, that's one thing, you know, to me, it's just, it's so extremely easy to set people off. We've become so sensitive to everything and like there's somebody out there that's going to be pissed off by what you say or do or post well let's go ahead and start let's go ahead and start there i mean well what uh what is cancel culture to you and i and how- to me i mean it's it's a way of like trying to get people to it, well i think at first it started off to be a way you know to kind of just you know, shake people into thinking about their values and, and their actions and, you know, what they do, and hopefully they would change. But it's just evolved because of social media into this just, you know, you know, cross-burning. It's like a witch hunt or something like that just to see what you, you know, how, how you can cancel somebody so you can be on the moral high ground or just, you know, it's really more of a calling out type of thing now. I don't think it's actually being used for good uh, anymore um, as opposed to you know like you know maybe this person will look at their actions or what they said and didn't say hey I want to change now it's just being used just to completely just you know just hurt people and, and change their lives you know and affect their lives and it's, it's gotten to me out of control yeah you know like I had, we, we talked before I got into this argument about what was uh, because I got into this argument with my girlfriend because of uh, 
us talking about two different things and yet using the same term. We're talking about cancel culture, and I was talking about one thing. She was talking about a different one. And basically, she kind of was talking about what you were saying. Um, yeah. And, and, but in, in a mix, because for me, cancel culture, I hadn't I'd heard the term for a while, and I really didn't pay that much attention to it. And then recently, because of all the videos that have been coming out and because of, you know, the COVID and, and like this, because of the stupidity of the people that are getting called out. In other words, the people that are not wearing a mask and wanting to make a big deal out of it and then getting themselves in trouble or people like wanting to, to let you know how much they hate immigrants or black people and using the N word and, and like yeah. really saying some vile shit. And to me that's like that's fine i mean if that person gets canceled and, and has you know uh loses out in in what society has to offer well that's their choice because if someone has a camera in front of you and you lean into your hate well then absolutely you know that's that's who you really are you've been pretending to be someone that's not if, if that's the way people know you yeah but then there's the other part of cancel culture where people call out someone in and um without the person being there or they, they're just pulling out something they said or, or uh, yeah. something they did a long time ago and they they don't give them the chance to to respond or to defend themselves and all of a sudden it becomes a frenzy and it goes viral yeah. and people are making up shit or saying all kinds of shit that you don't know what is what because it keeps shifting and, and without the participation of the person being accused and so those are two entirely different things for me because one is the person right there showing their hate in in the absolute and then there's the other one where the person doesn't even know that shit is going on you know for 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 some degree some 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 part of the of it It could be for an hour half an hour a day you know because this shit moves fast it really does it really does and it's it's evolved as social media has evolved because I mean, I remember the be- the beginning of Facebook and the beginning of social media. This was not a thing because you know nobody had records, nobody had you know time <laughs> to actually go back and delve into you know people's social media lives. But I think just as time goes on, and now that we're looking back, it's gotten worse, man. It's gotten so much worse, um, and it's just it's really sad to me that you know instead of trying to use cancel like you know use it as a teaching moment people are trying to you know use it to attack and, and defame people which in a lot of cases I think makes things worse you know instead of trying to like teach society we're, we're just like you know making more enemies in, in, out of, instead of making allies well, uh, that, especially in this political climate that's an interesting point that you just made about um, people being able to go back on someone's history and 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 that is true because depending on the your age, like for instance, my, you know, up to like my thirties, like there is no real social media presence for me. And yeah. and now, from the moment you're thirteen, you can have yourself your own social media account, and everything from now it until whenever, it's it's recorded. Is there all the pictures, the people you hung out with, the yep. places you were at, the things that you said, and thirteen. Is like the stupidest time in your in 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 your life, you know, where you, you start to believe that you're an adult and that you're all grown up, but you don't really you don't know shit, but you know enough to uh, to pretend that you know something. 
And yeah, you're, it's you're terrible. Yeah, you're forming your view, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible time to be putting yourself out there because, yeah, you can say, whoo, I was looking back, this is 2012. Some of the stuff that I posted, I was like, why the fuck did I post that? Like, or just, you know, just saying stupid shit. That was me at, what, 20-something, you know, or like 19 or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, nobody should be held accountable for things that they said as a teenager to me, unless it's, like, completely vile and just a completely backwards way of, of thinking, okay? Or if, but, it, I mean, or if it confirms but, their their current view. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so many things that I said and, and did um, because, you know, my reality was different or I came up in a different, you know, system of reality. So, you know, it just, you know, it was, it was just not a, a worldly view of certain things and, and a lot of people that to me is like cancel culture like when people go back and, and nitpick about stuff like that and like you said people don't get a chance to actually explain themselves and you know actually you know correct their views it, it, it really sucks man that people are getting taken down like this well yeah be, I also feel that is is that that judgment that occurs right now in in a vacuum because it's sort of like everything you say has to fit a certain a certain um, ideal and in 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 that instance I, that's why I, in the, I did I did a little bit on, on on cancel culture a couple of episodes back and one of the things that, that to me was you can't really judge cancel culture is, is going to consume itself if it doesn't correct itself and the reason is that, you know, for instance, like people like me, when I was 22, 25 in the 90s, the world was a different place. The, the, the environment, yeah. the conversation, the things that were looked at like, are you crazy? Or, you know, that were fully acceptable were very different. The Internet barely existed. Most people didn't even fucking know the Internet existed. It wasn't any good. Yeah. And... Um, and there were no social media platforms or no real search engines a lot the majority of the world was not existing on the internet and so things moved slower but also and we didn't take ourselves as seriously it's definitely yeah like, i mean i know like if you ever watch comedy from back then you watch like old episodes of Seinfeld or martin or there were just some things that would never skate in this day and age like that was just commonplace you know but you had to have mean, tougher was, skin um, perfect example. Jimmy Fallon had to apologize for doing an impersonation of Chris Rock. Um, and he did black. I mean, he did, did blackface. I don't count that as blackface. It was just him doing an impersonation of. You know, you can tell when somebody's doing blackface. To me, I was not insulted by it. Um, but Jimmy Fallon had to apologize because somebody went back. And I'm like, why is this just a thing? Like back then. It was hilarious. I remember watching that episode. It was like, he did such a good Chris Rock impression. And he was like, black, he had the front. It was really good. Um, but, yeah, he, somebody decided that it was good, you know, it, it was bad, and that was blackface. And to me, that pushes us back. Because, you know, blackface, you, you know when somebody's doing blackface to offend. Or, you know, yeah. you can kind of tell. You can tell when you're being insulted. We know what racism looks like. You know, so you can tell people, some people are, you know, it was lighthearted. But anyway, that was just a perfect example. Like you were saying, 
like the nineties was just it, it was it was a different time and this just with the internet and the fact that we can get information so quickly now. It's not only just having the internet, but it's just like on your phone, you can pull up I can look up your Facebook profile right now and go all the way back and you know, just like within a matter of, of seconds now. Yeah. Which is just an incredible incredible power. <laughs> like that we we probably shouldn't be having you know, have but yeah, because get worse. I don't think people um, have the capacity to to put things into context. You know, you see something that offends you, Absolutely. you you don't yeah. necessarily uh, look at what the date is and what the situation was. You just want to jump and yeah. uh, and accuse someone, especially the the emotional. The, the high, there's heightened emotion right now with so many of the things that are going on in society and how uh, this president has. Uh, separated us as a nation that people are digging in their heels into their belief they don't uh, at this point they're not even confirming if their belief is based on any type of fact or truth they just know that i'm on this side of the line and therefore it uh, i'm i'm defending it and it's it's kind of like college sports you know to where you you root for your team no matter what you know you wear those colors you you, yeah. you defend that mascot it's uh, it's 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 unhealthy it really is it really is and to me we've gotten past the point of just like basic principles and that to me is why we can't we can't come to an agreement because there's always been despite the political parties there's always been like basic principles that we all kind of just play by, you know, and just like, but um, I mean, back then we used to call it political correctness. That's, you know, everything had to be politically correct. And then that evolved, I guess, the cancer culture. But I'm like, if we can't agree, like that kids can't be in cages, like if that's like, that is like, how can we agree on anything? Like there's just certain things that we, principles and morals, that we just lost that, you know. Well, let's talk about what political correctness was. I mean, political correctness yeah. was a a way to to sort of reconfigure society into something that, like like we said, just the same as in the '90s, some things were just acceptable to say and do, didn't make them yeah. necessarily healthy, right? Because it was the same yeah. way as the way that women were perceived in the in the workplace. And, you know, it was just yeah. like you're, you're secondary for the most part. Like, you you know, as a minority, you normally have to work twice as hard to get the same opportunities. Well, females had that extra mark against them. And then it became yeah. a thing of like, well, you must be fucking the, jo- the, 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 the owner. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You must be fucking the boss if you're getting these opportunities. You wouldn't, that, was, that would be the default. And then... Yeah. Uh, it would be well. You must know somebody, and then it would be whatever else other uh, excuse you come up with. And somewhere in fourth and fifth yeah. was like maybe you're competent, but it wasn't yeah, even yeah. that. It wasn't even the top three. So col- political correctness was a way to to put that in the forefront. Like these are not. You can't say these things, and you can't do these things because um, yeah. it is contributing to the existing culture of discrimination. And I think that is where a lot of people are missing it. It is that it these are these are tools that are there to dismantle the existing culture of discrimination. And unfortunately, yep, it's just sort of like 
you know, now you're using a hammer for everything. It, it, cancel culture is, is, is kind of Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, that's, that's a perfect way to put it. It's a powerful tool. Um, but now, Obama said it best he, when he was talking about cancel culture. He said, you know, people are using it just to, it's almost like a, a, a mindset thing. They're not really using it to help anybody. You know, they're using it really, like you said, like a hammer, just to, to break to break yeah. people down. And it's, it's gratifying to, to, these, to these people. Um, to me, like, usually when somebody messes up or says something on Facebook, I try to, like, just get their, their point of view and try to get into their head. So I usually ask, like, a follow-up question where it at least gives you an out before, you know, because, like, I can tell a lot a lot of my uh, comments, like, somebody's about to say something racist or insensitive, I usually try to have follow it up with a question, like, so, you know, do you think this, or would you, you know, in this situation? So that at least gives them an out, so I can have an understanding, okay, this person's not a complete monster, they're right. just, you know, they have a different worldview. Um, but, you know, at the same time, uh, it, Man, I lost my uh, my train of thought what I was gonna say. But. Well, I think that uh, that part okay. of that is is that like you're saying, like you know, this this analogy of the hammer is like you give a hammer to someone who's petty. They're gonna destroy yeah. shit just because they mm -hmm. don't like like it for some petty reason, and I think that's where the cancel culture is. It has it has yeah. become so powerful uh, as as a, a an online tool to break people down that some people are being really petty with it and in addition to that i don't really trust the uh the this administration and, and the people involved with it and people that truly believe in it and i think that some of this yeah. stuff may be even started by by them in the 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 how do i say it the stuff that is untrue because you know that yeah. when the truth comes out it's going to make cancel culture look bad because it's Absolutely. a useful tool but if is if it becomes petty, it's going to break down. It's going to consume itself. We're definitely we're definitely getting to that point because I mean, like I told you last week uh, when somebody I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> as like me thinking sex trafficking is a conspiracy. I'm like, what? How how can you with a straight face think that me like you know me as a person? You know me like in real life. You're not just like digital friends with me why would you think that i think that sex that sex trafficking is a conspiracy what <laughs> like that that to me is just was just insane um but yeah we're getting to that point where like yeah people are just using it so much it's gonna start being very ineffective uh, especially on the political the political uh uh theme too as well i i just think people are getting hit to it uh very much And then I was, I was thinking about, like, 2016 election. So much of that election had to do with social media and, and what people were posting. And I think that was the first time, I, I, like, when I think back to it, that, that, like, social media, you know, the two Obama runs, there was social media, but it just didn't, it didn't hit like, like that, that 2016 election did. Well, and there was just so much negative information on Hillary. That's still floating around to this day, uh, because of it, and I, it really cost her a lot. 
that that 2016 ele- election it 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 did a couple of things in my opinion one of the, those was that it really brought negative uh politics into the forefront as a uh viable way to running a campaign the other one was yeah. that these people that we had in social media the part i think that that you're alluring to in in about social media in that particular uh election was that all these people that were you thought were ah, I, I know you're conservative, but you're not you're not some extremists. Suddenly, are going full force on supporting uh, this candidacy, and all of a sudden, yeah. you're seeing the shit that they're posting and reposting, and it's it, it becomes it was a bit of a shock because it really was. You thought these people were reasonable. Like I get that you have a, a, a different point of view than I do. Hell, it might even be an opposing point of view as I, but. Yeah. Now what you're what you're at is completely irrational, and therefore, yeah. you know, like the the whole PizzaGate thing, they, they still it pops up. People still talk about that yeah. shit like it's real, and it's like it's sex trafficking in a pizza parlor on the basement. The place didn't have a yeah. fucking basement. That it, was it, the whole. That was the whole. It, where it, that uh, where uh, it's kids today. Go ahead. Well, where the guy went in and shot up the place. And 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 then the other one being the the Sandy Hook being a hoax, some of the people that I've seen that, post that shit and and as if it's still true, I'm like, are you serious? You're a parent. What if you lost your parent yeah. to violence and someone said that you're pretending, that you're an actress, and and you are just pretending to be grieving? Do you understand how severe? that the how negative that is to society to that person yep. to to that family to that community and uh, whenever i saw some of these people posting and reposting that stuff and it's still to to, to recently um that's where that's where the the line is being drawn i believe and that's where people are starting to dig their heels on the on the left it is that look you you've had enough time to think this through and to find out what the facts are but you're, you're, everything that you're doing is based on belief. And belief yeah, is, is a funny thing. You know? Belief is a funny thing. Yeah. It's like just because you believe it and you act as if doesn't make it real. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, 2016, that's, it was, it was this, it was a year that we, we really didn't realize how bad or just how far apart we were until 2016. Because I, I just I remember losing a lot of friends through, throughout that time. Because, I, I, you know, we're seeing Donald Trump rise and ascend. And when you when you start to see some of your friends who you thought were like, <laughs> you know, right mind, start mm-hmm. to see them like backing Trump. And, and it, it was just, it, it came as a real shock to me for a lot of, a lot of, especially people in the industry. It's just, you know, we in the industry were so people oriented and we know people we have you know very a very good viewpoint of the world and how things work and so to see a lot of like my my people like or some of my friends start to back Donald Trump when with some of the things that he was saying was crazy four years into this now it's just I can't I just can't anymore like to me like if you if you back a person like this you're anti, you're anti me, you're anti anything I stand for. So I can't, I can't, I can't fuck with you. It's just, I don't have a choice, <laughs> you know. Like 
because this man is trying to destroy us. It's not, and we're not, this is not exaggerating, you know? Like, he, he, he it's not. Him and his administration have, are actively trying to, you know, wipe out people who aren't white or make our lives extremely difficult. So, like, there's no way I can be with that. Like, you know, it, it, this is not, um, you know, Ronald Reagan or, or, you know, Romney or any, you know, conservative. This is a literal, like, you know, I see it, you know, we, we have to see this coming. So they're... Uh, so, yeah, back, back to... Go ahead. They're anti-you? Oh, for sure. I think so. Uh, to me, anybody with, with Trump right now, at this point, after all we've seen, you know, if, you, if you're backing him, you are anti to me, you, you're, you're against me. And, and this is the first presidency to me that, like, the implications will directly affect everybody. Uh, 2016 is directly affecting everyone right now. I asked a question on Facebook the other day, um, you know, what do you think we would be if, if, if Hillary got elected? Um, there was some mixed answers. Uh, people brought up, obviously, like Benghazi and, and the Pizza Gate thing, which I don't know how that would affect your life. But the, this presidency has directly affected everyone. I, I, you know, I can't say it for certain, but I'm pretty sure that if Hillary was president right now, we'd probably be back to work by now. I, I, I can't say it for certain, and, but I do know that despite what you feel about Hillary, uh, she would have had competent people in that office. Like that, 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 and that's the, one of the biggest problems that we have right now. Uh, there's, there's just nobody there. There's no adult in the room at all. I think that that there is uh that is a valid point there's a lot to to that point of view that you have because i think that that's exactly how the the his supporters uh felt um for a long time and from the very beginning as this started it's sort of like if you don't back trump then you're you're against me and and regardless of what he said they they just had this blind following. It's the reason why he said, you know, I can kill somebody on Fifth Avenue and, and no one would say yep. anything. I wouldn't lose a single follower. And that is more true today than ever. And that is the reason why I don't trust the polls <laughs> right now because, I mean, they 2016, they fucked no. it up really bad. But also because yep. those people are, um, they're true believers. You know, they they are yeah. idea they they're into this idea of him, and what they care about is the objectives based on their beliefs that he's going to achieve, um, rather yeah. than the damage that he is doing to society and to the world. And then you have the other part of people that are just care how much money he's going to make them. They don't care how exactly. much he destroys, uh, damages society, or destroys the world. Yeah, and and both of those I, are people it, that have a very perverted view of what is good and what is bad. Yeah, it's very hard nowadays to to, to separate people who like Trump because of the economy, white supremacists, and just people who just are just like hardcore conservatives. It's getting very hard to, to, to distinguish between those people. Um, it was already hard, like, as just the conservative party, because they're just pretty much 
made up of all white people. But the things that he says and does, like, it's just, if, if you are still for this person, like, there is no way that I can not question that you're for white supremacy. Like, it, it, it's, it's clear as day. The things that he says and does over four years, like, come on. Yeah, but not, four, not... We've had four years. Yeah, I, I think that he's made it clear that, that he's for white supremacy because uh, the argument over the Confederate flag, him not really having anything to say about people carrying Nazi flags. And the thing is, is that you call yourself an, a patriot, yet you fly the flags of... One is um, uh, people who... Uh, uh, we fought in World War Two. Right, that was the the clear enemy, and the other one was uh, people that uh, committed treason, and yet you call yourself a patriot, and that's the thing that yeah. that they they're trying to fly, fly the uh, the Nazi flag, the Disney flag, and then the uh, U.S. flag all together as they're one and the same. The problem with that is that where we are today as a society, we are so integrated. And we have been able to achieve all that we have based on the diverse society that, that we exist in. In addition to that, I feel like one of the, the, the flashpoints for the, uh, the, the Tea Party that became this Trump Party is how yeah. they were so, uh, I don't know if it was disappointed, angry, or, or or dismayed at the fact that so many people voted for Obama, and for some people, yeah. having him in the uh, in the uh, in the White House was just the, the biggest uh, failure of of their of their entire uh, system. And and I think that that is some of the things that they are really truly in belief of. And therefore, yeah. it doesn't matter what damage he does. As long as that doesn't ever happen again, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I, it's, I mean, I just, I cannot see this country surviving another four years of Trump. I mean, I, like, like I said, if, if, you want, if you're for white supremacy, that's great. But choose a better white supremacist. <laughs> choose somebody smarter. Choose somebody more competent, you know, like that, that could actually like run the country, you know. Uh, there, there were plenty of conservative people that didn't like black people. Uh, LBJ was not the biggest fan of black people. He was a Democrat, but like he got stuff done, you know. So uh, I don't know. To me, but I think it's beyond that. It, they don't want that. Yeah, they want to take it all back. Yeah, and and uh, and and that's that's the uh, the problem with uh, that sort of governance. So the governance yeah. is about just our group. I mean, this was clear from the from the inauguration. He spoke to his base right after that. I think he was in Ohio for a rally. Um, I think it was in February, and he spoke to his base. He never ever spoke to the country, and therefore, no. we should not expect that. And and if he does it, is in order to win votes or because something else is going on. But he has not yeah. spoken to the country. He has consistently spoken to his base. And even during the, uh, the, the COVID uh, uh, press briefings, he was, he was talking to his base and allowing them to be disruptive uh, by 
going against anything that the experts on on viruses were saying and disease and public yeah. health, right? And so he was yeah. just talking to his base about being disruptive. That's that's just the way it looks like now when looking back on it, is that it yeah. wasn't anything that he was just being dumb. It was that he just I guess, you know, he just wanted to drag this thing on for whatever uh, reason. Yeah. And, and there are multiple uh, reasons. Um, in, in my opinion, one of them is, you know, if you think about when COVID started, it was right after the impeachment trial. So we never had that conversation. Yeah. About what the Republican senators did to to acquit him. We never had the conversation about uh, proper conversation about the, uh, the Democratic uh, primaries. Everything has been Very COVID yeah. since March. Everything. And yeah. then... We, I mean, we haven't had a chance. Yeah. And then it was the George uh, Floyd uh, um, yeah. uh, protest. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's it feels like there's there's a lot going on in the uh, behind the curtain. And uh, I hope it doesn't become an iron curtain. <laughs> um, we in that direction, man. Yeah. But... So let me ask you this: What do you think about um, about the uh, black conservatives that are for Trump? Ah oh, man! Because I it, see more and more of them popping up. Not and not they, saying that there are I, many. Like, I'm just saying I just see more yeah. of them popping up. So to me, everybody has a, a system of reality, and you know, and that all is built by. How you how you're raised, who you associate yourself with, where you live, and I think there are some some black people in this country who came up in a different system of reality, and they were raised basically they were raised around white people. To me, uh, I come from a unique background is that I was like I lived here in Houston, uh, but when I moved to Dallas, I lived in the like whitest part of of Dallas. So I grew up around a lot of white people, um, and I got to interact with their parents, and so I can see the white side uh, of, of things. And so I, I, I can, you know, anticipate their perspectives for the most part. Um, I think there's a lot of black conservatives, which, like, there's no problem with that, but, like, when it comes to this Trump situation, it, it's very odd. Um, I just think that they have that, you know, perception. But there are a small few, like the Candace Owens, who I think they know exactly what they're doing. And they're, they're profiting off of, of, you know, basically being a villain to, to, to black people and, and spreading, you know, and, and showing support. And they know exactly what they're doing. But there are some conservatives there, I, I think, that, that are loyal to the party. And I think a lot of that has to do with just their system of reality. I've never seen a poor conservative black person I, that's that's one thing that's and that's also very telling i've never seen a poor uh uh conservative or just like a conservative uh not doing you know well for themselves in life they're all very comfortable in life and that that should be very telling in itself and they they want to maintain that status but i think there's just like a small a lot of those well, i don't want to say a lot but there, there's a good sell of those people who are using this trump presidency to, to profit and take advantage of it. I think the Candace Owens of the world and some of those other 
those twins. I don't know, but like those are some. They're, they're, I mean, obviously, Candace Owens was a hardcore Democrat back in the day. If you look at some of her past stuff, and then all of a sudden she flips it. Uh, Omarosa, she's another one, too. Uh, you know, like, I, I just think a lot of them are using it for profit. So, to make a name for themselves? Absolutely. People, I mean, come on, not like, why? I kind of get where they're coming from, because, like, why shouldn't you profit? I mean, yeah, you're looked at as a terrible person, but... I mean, all these people writing books on Trump and all that good stuff, you know, why can't somebody else make some money, too? So, Omarosa made her money, uh, you know, and, and Candace Owens, I, I, I know she has to know that she ain't right. Like, she has to know. That's the thing. She has to know. Like, she is a black woman. She's grown up black, and, and you know, she has to know what she's doing to me. Um, and... and to me, I would like to see it. I would love to see more black conservatives. To be honest with you, it, 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 we ha- in fact it's necessary. I think because like the, the party, the Republican Party is going to die if it keeps. It's going to die out. Too many white people like on the, in the party. Like it's, I think there's one black person in Congress that's a Republican, um, and that's it. The rest are old white guys. And so, like, how is it viable for them to, to survive as a party if they don't bring in other people, other races? It, it's just uh, it's just impossible with the country getting darker. And then, you know, it's impossible to stop, you know, the country from getting browner and darker. Uh, I don't understand. And the ramifications for this election and the Trump presidency are going to really hurt the Republican Party. Well, uh, I... I think a lot of those people that, um, at least black conservatives, are part of the Republican Party and backing Trump because of religious reasons. And because somehow he has been able to ally himself with um, uh, the clergy. And I say somehow because that guy has not lived a life that represents that he gives a shit about church or religion. But I think that is the same thing that I, I think that that is the problem with just going for the money like I, I get what you're saying about Candace Owen and, and, and all these other uh, people that are they're just going for the money they're making a name for themselves but the problem is like I think that a lot of the clergy that are are on his side is because they just see themselves making more you know having a, a larger membership or having more control or yeah. you know the fact that their uh, their churches are not going to be taxed I mean if you and I yeah. make ten thousand dollars this month you know we're gonna pay you know a quarter of that in taxes and if a church yeah. makes 10 grand this month they don't pay shit they keep 10 they don't pay nothing you know we keep 75 they keep 10 and so yep. that's the kind of the the how i see it and, and a lot of the other people that are uh part members of the church they are just there because they've been told they somehow believe that he is doing God's work. I don't know how that works out in I, their mind. But I, I, I have no idea how that works. Like, we, come on now. Right. Uh, but the more I think about it, I mean, Donald Trump reflects a lot of what we are just as a society in general, what we've become, actually. Um, just completely unempathetic, uh, very me-first oriented, and... You know, us as a country, like, just overall as a country, that's what we are evolving to. And, and, you know, going back to cancel culture, it's it's a very selfish thing. 
we're not actually trying to cancel people, you know, to to help them. It, it, it's to hurt them. And, and Donald Trump is, is just really uh, just the, the, he's a reflection of the worst of us and the worst things in this country. And we were allowing that to, to, to really become us. Uh, and we've become so desensitized over this last four years. You know, like, look, like, look at all that we've tolerated through his presidency. And, and it's gotten to the point now, it's just like we're almost numb to all the crazy shit that he says and does. Well, um, he's backed everyone. He's backed everyone up against the uh, the the corner, because there was, yeah. um, was I think it was on Twitter. I saw that there was uh, some article about how um, or someone I can't remember. It was on Twitter. I think it was an article. But they were talking about how these uh, California liberals were going into uh, the gun shops and buying guns. People that just a few months prior would be like be totally anti-gun and and for high regulation suddenly they're like okay i need a gun now he's created this 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 um uh, incendiary situation in our society that people who normally would allow just the police to take care of shit well now it's surfaces that the police you know so videos keep popping up surfacing of police being um prejudiced and and doing really uh illegal shit and not getting caught then you have you know people inciting riots during a peaceful protest um you have this thing of the uh uh, pandemic and uh, uh things running out you know, first it was the toilet paper and, and the hand sanitizer. Yeah. Uh, but then if you go to Academy and you see there's like no bicycles and no guns and no ammunition, everybody sort of got 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 put in this in this mindset that they're in a corner. Now they have to defend themselves. That's all you got. Right. All you yeah. got right now is to defend yourself and your family. And that is the sort of governance that only a tyrant would want to do. Because that yeah. you know he's in the best position possible, so it doesn't matter, you know what the opposition does. We're going to win because, you know, we have the budget and, and we have the military. So it's yeah. it's a really really dark place to be. Again, my optimistic self says that well, uh, possibly then there's going to be some big changes in society and technology and things like that that will be will come forward. Uh, through this because he is dealing with our changes in society with whatever he wants to get done by uh, decree of his executive orders and there's been mm-hmm. this conversation in, in, in our country for at least the last decade to where it's like the reason we fall behind is because we can't move fast there's too much bureaucracy if you look at China if China wants to make changes in their in the way that their their networks right uh of communication then they're just going to do it they don't have to ask anybody they don't have to ask permission they just agree that they're going to do it and they do it and with us it's sort of like well we have too much red tape in between this and that which there's an argument to be made for that but at the same time like getting rid of the constitution getting rid of these things that that are the fulcrums of keeping a balanced free democracy in in this country well, then that's a hell of a fucking sacrifice that you're talking about, because yeah. even if Biden wins, we may have a worse 
We have Stephen Miller as the president in 2024, for all we know. And so everything that Trump got away with, now he's going to take to the next level. He's going to press that line a little bit further. It's going to be Trump unchained. I'm telling you. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're not going to be able to survive that. And I hate that we sound like these alarmists. You know, we sound like we're like crazy, but this is a very real danger. Like, this, this is... This is not what the, the the right is, you know, talking about. They're like, oh, if Biden wins, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. Yeah, no, it's socialism. It's very, yeah, I mean, we, we're we not fucking around when we say, like, these are the things that are going to happen. Because, you know, I, I, I was telling my conservative friends back in 2015, I was like, dude, a Trump presidency? Like, this and that and that and this is going to happen. And I've not been disappointed at all. And what it, this is exactly what happened. And yeah. finally, it took this pandemic for the economy to tank. But I knew that the economy was going to tank and the people that are going to hurt for it is the middle class. It's not going to be, you know, it, it's, I don't know how people don't see the pattern when it comes to Republican leadership. Every time we have Republicans in office, the economy tanks. Every time. No, no fail. You know, all the time. So it's just. Yeah, we always know, have disaster. I mean, we did through during the uh, Bush years. Yeah, Um, we did during the Reagan years. Reagan years. I mean, and and Democrat come in. All right, we got to start sharing. Got to start giving back to the little guy. They give it back, and uh, you know the economy goes back up, and then a Republican comes in. (laughs) First thing we did: two point three trillion. First thing Trump did: two point three trillion. To the rich. To the rich, yeah, I know. And that that is an argument that um right now the the I'm not gonna get too much into it, but the uh the labor what is it, the labor tax, the the payroll yeah. tax, that's really just cutting out that's damaging social security and Medicare. Absolutely. Which are yeah. which are which are instruments of expanding um uh, health care for all. So he's really yeah. made creating as much damage as possible if 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 uh, Biden wins, right? Which, by the way, when when is when can we start voting? <laughs> Octo- I want to say it's like October seventeenth. Yeah, so make yeah, sure you get out there and vote. But he's it's Absolutely, like he's creating yeah. as as much damage to to everything that um, Democrats would want to do uh, moving forward, right? And and yeah. the thing is, is I've had this argument on on online to where this guy was saying, well, you know, giving. Uh, uh, cutting payroll tax and the business has more money to hire people and all that and I'm like dude that is the fucking that is a fantasy that hasn't occurred yet the only people that would actually do that are very very small businesses if you're a small business that you have five employees ten employees I would say even 50 and and under then that's probably what you're going to do but any business above that that they can actually create more profits when you start to talk bigger numbers, um, people get greedy. And that has never happened. What has happened, without exception, is that whenever the government gives money to the working class, to poor people, it gets spent. Now, the, the thing is, is some people get upset that it, they spend it on luxury items. They'll go to Louis Vuitton. That's fine. The Louis Vuitton employees appreciate that shit and they have to pay their rent and they have to pay and they're going to go out to eat and they're going to they're going to do all these other things. Regardless, the money gets into the economy, the velocity of the money increases. And so you don't have a stagnant 
um, um, uh, economic activity. In June, yeah. and that the the stimulus showed that it, even though shit was shut down, the economy did better. Still rolling. Yeah. yeah. People were, you know, using it for renovation, or they went out and, you know, went out to eat or to go. It, it's pay the it's, rent, and the the the, the, yeah. the landlord paid the bank. You know what I'm saying? Like the. Do you the, remember? Do you remember that Dave Chappelle skit uh, where they gave black people like reparations? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> no, like black people were like breaking their necks to spend money. <laughs> like I, I remember the white guys like these people are breaking their necks to give our money back you know give the money back but it, it, it's very true like I mean come on now like you know like if somebody you handed somebody $3,000 they're not going to do the responsible thing no uh, <laughs> they're going to go out and, and splurge you know that's $3,000 that's a come up so uh, yeah I, I don't understand why Republicans are so opposed to this stimulus you know another thing they should be breaking their necks right now to do it uh, but I think it's a matter of timing. Obviously, it's 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 going to happen, but I think they're waiting. Yeah, I think they're just manipulating the uh, the perception as far as the uh, election. I think they're going to push yeah. it as close to uh, election day as possible yeah. in order to have people take a look at that check that says Donald Trump, as if it comes out of his fucking bank yeah. account when it's October. our bank account. So Tuesday, October thirteenth. That's the. Uh, that's the day you can start early voting in Texas. So it's super early. That is super early. Yeah, that's yeah. Tuesday, October thirteenth. And you can vote anywhere. See me in line. You can vote anywhere. Yeah, and you can early vote, and I will be the first person in line. Well, vote. then we need to put an event together to where it's like we we get together and we're making cocktails for you after you vote. <laughs> yeah. That'd be dope. Um, I, I'm actually, I'm looking into, I want to volunteer at the polling stations as well, too, so I think I might do that. Uh, apparently it's paid, too, as well, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about looking into volunteering to, to be at the polling because, like, I mean, even uh, this last time when I voted for the primary, I was just like, dude, like, I, this, this old lady is just like, not she's just slowing down the process she was just like really i'm sorry like i you know i'm not being ages or anything but she was just like really slow and then she didn't like understand um she, she couldn't see my license and like she, the whole thing but i was just like man it's like a bunch of old people and like one 25 year old political science major running everything well then <laughs> then, then you're doing the right thing by volunteering yeah. maybe let's see how many people we can get to volunteer and you know we'll go out there and, and do yeah, it because for sure is the next generation has to start taking over because if yeah i mean if it, it's our it, grandparents that are still running that then we fucked up well literally our grandparents are running the country right now like <laughs> there should be no reason to, there should be no reason nancy pelosi donald trump like you Mitch know, McConnell. That's uh, Mitch McConnell. He's career uh, career politician. That should not be a word. Like you know, to me, like you shouldn't be in your seventies, going into your eighties, and still making decisions about how the country runs. And, and and that's one thing we're gonna have to have a talk about. Like after this election, it's it's time for us as uh, you know this younger generation to take over. The old people have been holding on, man. They've been holding on for. for I don't know if they feel like they need to or what, but it, it, there's way too many 
that's why I think we all rejoice when we see these younger politics in office, AOC, you know, because it, it's finally time to have like a, and I think it would very much benefit the conservative party and the left or the right. I think they they have it. They I think they 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 have it. They I've seen a lot of young conservatives be uh, very involved, and I think that some of them are are getting uh, groomed um, through the ranks uh, to take over. That's why I you know I threw it out there. Yeah. Stephen Miller, you know I don't I see him more as an operative, definitely not as a politician. But I just say it because it's sort of like these extremist young conservative uh, are being yeah. groomed. For for the next thing, because one but thing, I mean, that's, it's hard to tell the white supremacists from the conservatives nowadays. It's getting harder and harder. I'm telling you, uh, that's the problem. I, I haven't I haven't met too many bright Republicans. Like just like at the end of the day, we go down this road, and somehow, some way, we start going down the white supremacy road. I haven't met a pure conservative. These are my ideals. This is what I, you know, believe in. Uh, and, you know, this, I'm sticking to it. It always somehow veers into white supremacy. I, I, I hate to say it, but, like, I haven't met. If you are out there, I want to meet you. Because every single time I talk to a Republican, it somehow starts getting white supremacy. Well, because like, that... that the- the platform has been uh, based on these ideas that poor black neighborhoods or, or Latino neighborhoods, you know, brown neighborhoods um, are places that can very easily be fixed if people wanted to. You know, it's the, the yeah. place is a shithole because that's the way that you want it. But they don't talk about how the, the whole freeway system was used to destroy uh, black uh, communities. They don't talk about I how... I just found out about that. Yeah, they don't uh, uh, talk yeah, about. When, when you told me about that, I looked it up. Yeah, and and they they don't talk about the way that loans for suburban homes weren't given to. Uh, I mean, shit, the houses were not available to black people at all. Yeah. <clears throat> and and raising, uh, um, home prices was actually based uh or, or the the white flight was based on uh, builders and real estate agents creating fear in the buyers um, that yeah. when black people moved into the neighborhood, the uh, prices went down. Actually, it was the opposite because black people wanted to go into those neighborhoods so much that they weren't, they weren't really haggling the price. They were paying whatever was being asked. So in reality, they yeah. were raising the prices of it. If people are... Property taxes don't go down when people are paying premium price. That's just a myth. And yeah. so the w- people wanting to get out that whenever they put that fear of, uh, in, into the white flight, the people that were willing that wanted to get out of those neighborhoods because now black people are moving in, they were dropping the price in order to get out. Yeah. So that's how that happened. And so these people that have these arguments about, you know, uh, black communities, uh, brown communities and how the reason they are the way they are is because of us. Uh, they are not taking into consideration the fact that there's uh, very little research on the effects of the police when it comes to actual uh, discrimination. Uh, I think there was a Harvard research that was done last year, I think it was. And uh, and yet even that guy, when he concluded that they weren't, he also mentioned that there wasn't enough information. <laughs> and so it's like yeah. he was he was doing the research with limited information. But they're not taking into yeah. account the way that police 
uh, treat teenagers and kids that make them Absolutely. more violent as they become young adults. They don't talk again about the freeway, about all these different things. And so yep. it's always a myopic view of how things are without how we got there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I was telling you about that movie, uh, the Anthony Matthew movie, The Banker. It, it covers so much of that. May, yeah, I got to see that. And, and just, you know, oh, it's really good. It's really good. It was, uh, to me, it was like Apple TV's first movie. I was like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a big topic to take on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was really well done. And just like showing how, you know, the powers that be really put, you know, black and brown people in a box. And they literally, like, this is the side, you know, they, they, decided hey this is where the blacks are going to live <laughs> they'll they'll have their own thing and we we'll, and we're free to do you know our own thing but they really with redlining that they, they literally put us in a box um especially in a lot of these major cities and so there's a reason there's a reason we are where we are there's always a reason man it's not yeah it's, it's based not just, based know. on policy it is 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 definitely based on on policy because You know, the trauma, a lot of this stuff uh, uh, that people go through, the trauma in these communities uh, has not been taken into account. And I think that when you were talking about like black uh, conservatives that have probably just grew up in an environment that was mostly white people and and conservative and all that. I I think that's 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 very reasonable. I I totally get it. You know, you've been going to church with the same people. You went to the school with them and you're part of the community. But. I yeah. think that some of those people that I've met, their harsh awakening has come when they have family over. And then all of a sudden we go from having one yeah. family, five people in the community, in a small community of black people. And all of a sudden we have 30 and you see everyone yeah. on edge. Right. Or yeah. when they try to go for the big promotion, not just the, the little promotions. Now you're looking to be yeah. big boss and suddenly someone less qualified gets the job. I think that the people that I have met that live their lives thinking discrimination and prejudice and racism was at a minimum, uh, when they encountered that, it it's it, it creates it's a slap in the yeah, it's, it's like throwing cold water on somebody, man. It's, yeah, it creates trauma. You know? That unfortunately, yeah. there's two ways to go about it. Either you you actually go into that reality and deal with it, or you become angry at it and you probably hate yourself and hate everyone that looks like you yeah and that happens uh, and let me don't even get me yeah. started we could talk about the, the latino community on some other some other time because for me the latino community is <laughs> works against itself consistently and one of the oh, biggest yeah. growing populations and consistently just cutting itself off at the knees it's it's sad hey joe biden you said it and everybody's Got all upset, but it, he was not lying when he said the Latino population is diverse, and there's a lot of schools of thought. It's, people are from different, you know. There's a Absolutely. lot of different realities for a lot of different uh, Latinos. Yeah, he was not lying when he, he said was. Uh, he was on point. It, it's very true. He was on point. Yeah, I, I don't understand the fact that he he mentioned black people, and then black people decided to get upset about it. But I'm just like. Because they didn't, they, they didn't, you know, we don't like to be spoken for by a white guy. But, but Joe Biden, you know, like, it, it, it's tough. I, I get why people were upset. 
but we really he, it wasn't like he was lying when he said that no you no know? he was on point thing, he was on point when he said it and, and that's what pissed me off it's like black people are getting pissed off just to get pissed off like no he was right you know but they're like oh he doesn't have the right to say that yeah he does to me is that he grew up in an era where uh you could say you if you were being completely honest you weren't going to be judged by the thing that you said it was more about what's the perspective that you're that you're expressing right what's the context Absolutely. of what you're saying and i think that's what we yeah. have lost it's sort of like you can't say these yeah. things regardless of the context because somebody might actually think that it's something else and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about like you know i'm yeah. giving you a true assessment of myself or of what i think of a situation and instead, people want you to to filter yourself so many times that you're so diluted that you're no longer really truly expressing yourself. All right, so that is our show for today. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed it. I want to do some more of these um, conversations uh, are expressing different perspectives and points of views in a manner that uh, it's a conversation without having to have the, the, the screaming uh, of the uh, talking heads in addition to the stupidity of the talking heads, but to have some informed and intelligent uh, conversation regardless of which side of the topic you fall on. I want to know what you think we got wrong or where is it that we're disagreeing. And the other one is, what do you think the solutions are? So for these, uh, you can find me, The Open Bar Experience, on Instagram. You can also find The Open Bar Experience on Facebook. Uh, let me know what your opinion is on this because we will be doing this again. This interview I cut um, short. Well, not short. It went an hour and, and it was probably another 45 minutes that we had of it. I'm going to post the rest of it uh, later on this week. And uh, let's keep the conversation going. I want to give a big thanks uh, and shout out to Nathan Raphael to, for taking the time to have uh, get on the show and have this interview with me and, and give me his, his honest opinion about what he thinks uh, we are today. So you'll be hearing more from him um, pretty soon. And uh, I look forward to doing this again. Actually, I'm also looking into having... Uh, other people with uh, the, the opposite point of view to be on the show so that way we can at some point start to see eye to eye on the things that uh, we agree in or why is it that some points of view are so ludicrous whether it's on that side or the other side if you have a smart device you can listen on Alexa um, you can ask for the open bar experience also we have our own website which is openbar.space you can check us out also on your favorite app, whether it's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. Check it out, The Open Bar Experience. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and keep the conversation going.